Live from Smitty1.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You are watching the Fantasy Football Show. And I am your man, Smitty. And we're breaking down all the fantasy football news and notes that are going to impact your 2022 fantasy football season. And we've got kind of a lot to talk about. Kicking it off with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb impact. we got a lot to, to go over just in this one specific thing. Uh, happy March 4th to everybody. Please hit the subscribe button if you're new. You found your new home. And uh, like that, uh, smash that like button. Just pulverize it. I mean, abuse that like button and drop a, a comment in the chat. We're going to go to voicemails in a little bit. So load those up, guys. Send me a voicemail on IG at the Fantasy Football Show. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Likely to be released or traded. Um, the talk today was that this man may be released very soon. But they have until, I believe, the, 20, the 20th of March... To cut this man, he's guaranteed $20 million if he's on the roster beyond March 20. If they cut him, the Dallas Cowboys cut him before March 20, they will only have to pay about $6 million in that cap hit. Um, I know a lot of people are wondering why you would you would do this. I mean, the difference between $20 million and $6 million in, in a in a league where the cap matters, but it kind of doesn't. You can pretty much wiggle around it. Um some might say it's a it's a weird move by the Dallas Cowboys, but regardless, it seems like he's gone. He's gone. He'll either be traded or released by March 20. There will be some teams interested in him, but just like when Odell Beckham Jr. was available and nobody wanted him at that price tag, teams were salivating over getting Odell Beckham Jr. once he was released and went through the, the process and was available to be signed. The Rams pounced on him. He he looked at other options too. But it doesn't mean that he's not... If, if Cooper's released, it doesn't mean he's not sought after. It just means people are going to say, you know what? The, the odds of maybe getting him after he's released uh, weighed against the, the likelihood of a team trading for him and us missing out on the opportunity. It's worth, it's worth taking that risk when you can avoid paying the $20 million contract. So a lot of teams are going to be waiting, just waiting. He will be the hottest wide receiver acquisition all offseason. He will vault to the number one spot. You got guys like Mike Williams. There, It isn't uh, Allen Robinson. It isn't a crazy wide receiver crew that's available in free agency. So Amari Cooper will be the most popular kid on campus in terms of free agency if released by the Dallas Cowboys, which feels likely at this point. I'd say it's more likely he gets released than traded because teams are just going to wait for him to get cut and try and go after him and try and win him that way. So if Amari Cooper is released by the Dallas Cowboys in the report right here, I can pull it up right here so you guys can can see it. This is uh, another one about Gallup. We'll go over in a minute because there's there's impact to Gallup. There's impact to C.D. Lamb. Uh, there's impact to multiple players. But this is the report right here. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport said that the Cowboys could trade try to trade Amari Cooper before they release him. Uh, but Ian Rappaport, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Adam Schefter reported recently that he is likely to be released um, is what everybody's thinking. So uh, James says Lamb to Neptune. It's actually Pluto. Pluto is the furthest planet from the sun, believe it or not. Not the entire, not its entire rotation around the sun, but when it's on its elongated path, 
it is actually further than Neptune. So we are going to use Pluto, not Neptune, James. But that's okay, pal. Because of that... No, I'm just kidding. You don't need to take a lap on that one, James. We appreciate you, good buddy. James is one of the diehards here. We love James. Um, so, C.D. Lamb to Pluto. C.D. Lamb to Pluto. I'm telling you right now. It, 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 is, it is Lamb season. The bull prediction in 2021 was Lamb was a top five wide receiver. Didn't exactly land. But guess what? We're running it back in 2022 i don't care i don't care what the naysayers say the doubters the haters the people that say that this kid shouldn't be uh, uh trusted as a a wide receiver uh one and that that he busted in 2022 but lamb still had 1100 yards about 69 to 70 receptions i think it was 69 and six touchdowns i believe that's a good year that's still a good year. That's a wide receiver too. And I know everybody wants to say he can't be an alpha wide receiver one. But if you say that, you didn't watch football. Because there were plenty of occasions where Lamb played the role. Lamb looked the part. Lamb, when used in the slot, is very much like Cooper Cup when he's used in the slot. The difference is Cooper Cup was used all over, all over the field and in the slot constantly. Whereas C.D. Lamb... You know, he was used in the slot. He was very effective. And then he wasn't used in the slot. An, uh, a, a big string of games. And then you didn't see the production. This would be good news for CeeDee Lamb if Amari Cooper does go elsewhere. As I have on the screen here, Michael Gallup would, would definitely see an increase in value if they brought him back. Adam Schefter reports that the Cowboys are close to re-signing Gallup. So Gallup is a definitely a, a good prospect. A great dynasty grab if for any reason he's available. Cedric Wilson will probably be attempted to be brought back as well. And, you know, who knows if they go after like a, a wide receiver in free agency, like a Christian Kirk or, or Mike Williams. But those two wide receivers, because they're the next up be, behind Amari Cooper as the top most sought after wide receivers, Kirk and Mike Williams will probably get paid bank to the point where it wouldn't make sense for the Cowboys to release Cooper, who's guaranteed $20 million, when they're going to have to pay through the nose to get Mike Williams or Christian Kirk. So most likely we're looking at uh, Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson as the number two and number three wide receivers in Dallas if if Cedric Wilson can be retained, which is great for CeeDee Lamb. And, and I know some might say, well, then defenses are going to focus on Lamb more. That's why they got to move Lamb around on, on the field. They got to put him in the slot. They got to move him outside. They got to put him alone. They got to put him in, in trips right. They got to put this guy in a position where he can navigate all over the field much like much 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 like cup is used in uh la pluto ain't a real planet that's why i went with neptune it's considered a planet bro they go back and forth on it it's not this is not a uh signed sealed and in 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 inked and closed lock lock thrown out the the door the the book is closed and and cemented closed and shut this is a debate bro a big debate pluto is it a planet is it not a planet? It doesn't even matter if it's a planet. It's still the furthest thing that we can really, uh, I guess, uh, identify as as a, a symbol of how far C.D. Lamb can climb in 2020, 2022. Uh, 2021 is going to influence a lot of people to ignore C.D. Lamb. A lot of people are going to say, I'm not going near C.D. Lamb. I'm not drafting C.D. Lamb. 
like like this right here, like this right here. Lamb is not a number one wide receiver. He needs someone to draw attention for him to be open. He couldn't beat even average D-backs last year. I, I, I totally disagree. I, I respect your opinion, but I 1,000% disagree in Lamb to the to the moon, to Pluto, to Neptune, and back. And then and then back again, and then back. Lamb to the moon, top five wide receiver, let's go. Back when schools taught real science, they considered Pluto a planet, says Cliff. So we got a little debate on our hands here. Is Pluto a planet? Is it not? Is Neptune the, the planet we should be using? I don't care. Let's use Pluto anyway. I don't really, it's it's far. It, it, it's the furthest big object, let's say, in the solar system that, that makes sense to use in this example. Uh, yeah, when, yeah, it went back to Dwarf Planet, Matt says. Not sure exactly how to read that, Matt, but I know what you're saying, Dwarf Planet. Dak plays much better, and his numbers drastically better with Cooper interested to see how Dak responds if Cooper leaves. Maybe it'll change things for, for CeeDee Lamb, though. And, and, and keep in mind, this is one of or the biggest offenses, uh, be, uh, most potent offenses in the NFL. So to suggest that Cooper leaving makes it a bad offense, I don't know. I'm not saying you're saying that, James, but I don't. I think the, the people suggesting this is a horrible move, they're still the number one offense. They'll be okay. And CeeDee Lamb just needs to be moved around all over the field. You can't double team someone in the slot all the time or, or, rare, or even at all. Like, if Lamb's in the slot, the reason the slot's so successful for, for Cooper Cup is because you can't you can't double team him. You can't you can't you can't give him that kind of defensive attention from the slot. He's all over the field. He's knifing across the field. Lamb needs to be knifing left and right and across. I think it's going to be fantastic uh, for CD Lamb. Mike says they don't need Cooper. At a boy, Mike. Um, it's it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all pretty excited. Um, what was I gonna? I was gonna do something here. Play audio. No, I can't. Um, so Michael Michael Gallup, uh, interesting grab, interesting wide receiver three four. Like if he stayed healthy, the problem is he never stays healthy. Never thought I'd be talking about the solar system on this channel. We talk about everything, Cliff. We talk about absolutely everything on this channel. This channel is is a all-encompassing uh, a show. What does the Cowboys cap look like? I don't know exactly uh, enough to where they don't want to hold on to uh, CD Lamb, but I'm not sure what it looks like at this moment. We should have a clear indication once some of these guys are, are released, retained, all that. Lamb, the like button says Terry Roberts. Appreciate you, Terry. Appreciate you, Terry. Um, so that's that. Uh, CD Lamb, where do I rank them? Like if we were to go, let's go to the marker board and and let's kind of uh, map out where I have Lamb amongst the 2022 NFL wide receivers. I'll pull up my site, sleeperu.com. Sleeper, the letter U.com, like a university of sleepers, if you will. If we go ahead and say, so this is 2022 wide receivers. I have a feeling that ADP, and this is my projection. Big difference between my projection and ADP, okay? So this is my projection, not where you should 
draft them. You want to draft a little bit off of ADP because it'll be your guide. But if we said that in redraft ADP cup, uh, then let's just say Jefferson. Let's say um, Chase. Let's say A-Rod returns and you have Adams. You're going to have Hill. Looks like I got to do this. Six would be Debo, probably. I would say seven would be A.J. Brown. I would probably venture to say Diggs. Eight would be Diggs. Nine would probably be DK. Ten is probably going to be then. This is this is ADP. This is where Waddle could come into play. So you're talking about Lamb, Waddle, those guys. ADP should have Lamb right around this range. My 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 thinking is you have one. Two, three, four, five. I think this hill range right here, this is where Lamb could end up with the Lamb Debo. The Lamb Debo at, at six, seven, like that that range. If you were using this is where I think Lamb could end up right right around this range is where Lamb could probably end up finishing. Like in the hill and Debo range and AJ Brown. So you're getting him at 10 or 11. That's pretty good value. Some might say they take him over DK. I, I don't know. 9, 10, 11 is, is kind of where I, I think you're going to get get Lamb. So 9, 9, 10, 11, but get potentially 5 or 6 overall value, which may not sound like a, a big jump, but it is. I mean, it's like double, double the value in a sense. Uh, Kenny Powers says he has Jamar Chase, Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Lamb, Waddle, and Dynasty. Dynasty is an interesting one because, like, I, I you guys saw my, my video. I'm telling you, this show, we're ahead of the curve. We're ahead of the curve like you can't believe. My video, I think, is going to end up being something that, that uh, my Lamb, Waddle video. Lamb, Waddle. And getting these guys with your third and fourth round picks is the way to go. Because then you have your first rounder and your second rounder to build on running backs or whatever you want. This may require, let's say this is a third rounder and a third rounder. This may require a potential trade-up where you're trading your you're trading your fourth and sixth sixth rounder your four and six to to maybe acquire another third or something like that or some people might give a four take a fourth and a seventh the key is giving up an actual extra pick that seventh rounder or sixth rounders for free I'm giving it for free all you have to give me back is one pick that, that is the allure of, of trading a fourth and a seventh. A lot of people say, I can't get a third for a fourth and a seventh. Yeah, you can. You offer this for free. Your, your problem is you're going, third and ten, I'm going to get greedy. 
give me a give me a tenth rounder back and I'll give you a seventh. Then they say no deal, and then you come back to me and you say, Smitty, um, I tried your two your two for one. It didn't work. Okay, what did you offer? Offered a offered a a third and a tenth for a fourth and a seventh. And then I say and then I say to the, the individual Bob. Bob, I told you to do a two-for-one. He goes, I did. I did a two-for-one. He just threw back a tenth. That's not a two-for-one, Bob. That's not a two-for-one. A two-for-one. The whole point of me saying two-for-one is that if you don't have this pick involved, it is attractive to the conservative dude in your league that doesn't like to do any moves at all when you say, hey, Mr. Conservative Man, I'll give you an extra pick. You can have a full free pick to then take your time, your sweet time, and draft off your cheat sheet of your magazine. And then that's what gets you that third rounder. You get two third rounders, you can pull this off, making these your third and fourth drafted players and still have your first and second rounder. And in auction, you can do it in auction as well because all you got to think about it like is equivalent value. Spend equivalent dollars on what would equate to be your third drafted player, equivalent dollars which would be another third drafted player. And then you spend... Uh, a, a certain amount of dollars over those to get your first and second rounder equivalent guys. You can do it. You can walk out with a, a Javante and a, a Swift if you wanted and have a, a Javante Swift Waddle Lamb. It's it's a phenomenal video. Go watch it. I have it up. It's, uh, I think, uh, one of the best takes this offseason or best strategies that I have this offseason. Ozzy, you missed it. The whole intro we heard you're singing, bro. You're gonna have to rewatch it. Um, there are sites which have Waddle as the five in ADP February. Yeah, but the data, the the thing you got to think about with the ADP data early on is a lot of people are doing um, these strange developmental leagues, and the ADP is not entirely accurate. But yes, he could be in the five to eight range in Dynasty. These are redraft rankings. This is redraft thinking that we're talking about in Dynasty. We're, we're probably looking at um, most people considering Chase, Jefferson, um, Lamb's still very high in Dynasty. This is this is only going to bump him up. But let's just say people had a now mentality in Cup and Adams were, were still there and Hill. Waddle's going to be maybe somewhere... In between one of these guys in Dynasty, if you're dealing with some some pros, like if you're dealing with a really good community, they know Waddle. Waddle's not going to sneak up on anybody at this point. Um, I wish he could, and he still has great value in redraft. Dynasty, it's hard. People get really excited. Um, so we'll uh, we'll 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 venture toward the Dynasty angle. In fact, I'll clip this and and do a Dynasty. Um, on the Dynasty side. If you guys aren't following me on the Dynasty channel, we went live on uh, uh, yesterday, and we went live for like a whole hour talking Dynasty um, and Combine and stuff like that. So I, if you're not following me on the Dynasty channel, let me go ahead and drop that link right now, and you guys need to, need to follow over there because you're missing out on a lot of good content on the Dynasty channel. Um, let me go ahead and load that, that, that puppy up. Let me get the, the comments up, and then I'll drop it. Hold on one second. Okay, here, here's the Dynasty channel. YouTube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. My Dynasty channel. Sub. Okay, so I dropped that. 
please hit subscribe on this channel i'm pinning right now in the in the chat it's it's we already we got 300 quick subscribers 305 or whatever quick subscribers on this channel and i'm going to i'm vowing to you i'm vowing to you i'm going to try my best this channel will always be the baby okay this channel will always 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 be the baby but i'm vowing to you that i'm going to try to make the dynasty clip channel which is going to be the reason it's called clip channel is we're taking clips sometimes from the main channel and then wrapping it in dynasty content original content it's not just a replay I, did, I, I was originally going to take a, a channel and make it a clip channel and say, hey, on the live streams, we're an hour long, two hours long. There's a real important player I talk about. And I wanted to cut up every individual player and make a clip on the clip channel. And then I thought to myself, no, 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 no. That's not what we're doing. We're going to take this channel and make it into a dynasty clip channel in a sense where we're taking topics that we talk on the redraft and I'm going to then re-emphasize and double down from a dynasty perspective on the dynasty channel doesn't mean we're not doing dynasty content here on the main channel of course we do but if you want individual player one player at a time video breakdowns on dynasty go to this web address right here and i've linked it uh and pinned it in the the, the live chat but it is youtube.com slash dynasty fantasy football and, it, and I vow to make this channel a rival in size to this channel. And we're going to do it live twice. And we're going to do all kinds of live mock drafts, dynasty only, because it's a dynasty channel. So if you're into that, which you have to be, or you wouldn't be here, click click the link. It's in the chat. I pinned it. And, and sub. Sub up. Let's go. And don't forget to drop a like. 29 likes in here. 45 says random. boy, random. Thank you. What's going on, Matt? Appreciate you being here. Mock drafts tonight. I will do my best to mock draft later tonight. It'll be late, but I will do my best to get on around, I would say, like 10 or 11 my time, which might be midnight or 1, maybe even 1.30. But midnight to 1.30, somewhere in that range, I might go live to do a mock draft or two. So, so get ready. Stop talking about Lamb, JK. We're going to, Cliff, I, I hate to break it to you. I know you're joking, but we're going to send, uh, I'm sorry, Waddle. We're going to send Waddle to Pluto in terms of ADP rankings. We're, we're, we're probably not going to slow down. It's unfortunate. I know a lot of you aren't going to be happy with that. I don't blame you. Um, but we are definitely, 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 definitely um, going to be sending um, waddle up ADP ranks and for people that think that we don't move ADP data it's kind of laughable I, I understand how arrogant it sounds when we say we move ADP uh, more than anybody I get that that sounds a little crazy um, but that's just it's the truth it's the truth and for anybody that thinks different take a lap take a lap Take a lap. We, take, take a lap. We brought back the original take a lap. I finally found the, the audio file. People have been asking for it. Where's the original take a lap audio? Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. It's here. Take a lap. It's back. It's back. And if you disagree, if you disagree with Waddle going to the moon or Pluto or Neptune. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. Who's going back to the Raiders? Derek Carr. Okay. Let's get back to the news. Michael Gallup. We've got all that out of the way. 
Um, remove that. Keep that. What were we talking about? Who's next? Who is next? Oh. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Um, this isn't this isn't good. I mean, here's the thing. People are talking about Calvin Ridley right now. Like and I admit I've drafted him in a mock draft or two, thinking, well, I wonder if he comes back. But people are people are approaching this Calvin Ridley situation like like he's a lock to come back, or like they've had a conversation with him. Like he has to come back. He has to come back. I mean, he's coming back, right? I mean, he's got to come back, right? Same thinking people had with 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 Mike Thomas last year. He had to have had surgery. He had he has to be coming back. Like he's Mike Thomas. He's gonna be Mike Thomas again. Like okay, it's got to happen. Like Barkley, Barkley towards ACL doesn't matter. He's Barkley. He's got to come back. He's Ridley. He's gonna come back. He stepped away. We haven't heard anything from Ridley. And NFL Network's Ian Rappaport's backing that up by saying that Calvin Ridley's standing with the Falcons is extremely compl- complica- uh, complicated. And and we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard anything. It's complicated, he says. We don't know what's going on with this dude. When is Calvin Ridley returning? No one knows. Will he ever return? No one knows. Will a team actually try and trade for him without knowing what, he's, what they're getting? No. He's not getting traded. Unless he contacts it, he can't right now, but contacts a team is like, hey, I'm coming back. Like, trade for me. Like, that's not how it works. And he's not he's not coming back as of right now. No one knows. Could he return? Sure. But why people are drafting this kid in, like, the fourth and fifth round, uh, I'm not doing it anymore. We don't know if this is going to turn into a Mike Thomas situation where you just had blind faith that everything was going to work out and you drafted him. You know, in Dynasty, trade them away. It, trade them away before news starts ramping up like this. And if you're wrong, if he comes back, you're trading them high. You're going to get something you believe in. And you're not going to feel too wrong or bad or mad at yourself if you end up trading away Calvin Ridley for something you like. And then Calvin Ridley comes back and then you both win. You know, don't don't make it to where you lose. Make it to where you either both win or you win. Either you, that's the way everybody should be looking at trades. You need to look at a trade like, I'm going to either win this trade or we're going to both win it. Okay, don't ever leave the opportunity for you to lose it. And that might sound very captain obvious of me, but you'd be surprised how, and you know this to be true about yourself because we all do it. How often do you make a trade that when you're done with it, you, re- you regret it instantly? You're like, you regret it five minutes after, one minute after you do it. You're like, I don't know if I should have did that trade. I was, you're just antsy. You're bored. You, you have a problem. You have a trade problem. And sometimes you need to check yourself and really truly ask yourself. Maybe ask a buddy. That's why I've got the text line, the heysmitty.com text line. Go to heysmitty.com. Go to sleeperu.com and get my lifetime membership. You get the highest top level membership and you get text advice for two years with me. I can be your buddy. You need to have somebody to bounce your trades off because you are biasly looking at the trade every time you're trading. You're biasly looking at the trade saying, yeah, you're forcing yourself to look at the positives. I can do this because he's got to be good. And I don't know about that. I, I can't tell you how many times I get, I got a DM the other day and, and I actually got four of them that were similar. And, and the DM just, I remember four of them because I was like, how are these all the same person? And they weren't, but somebody's like, should I trade a first rounder for Dawson Knox? 
And I said to him, no. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that this person didn't know what they're doing. I'm not trying to like blast them or anything, but I said no to him. No, you don't trade a first rounder, especially if it's potentially a top five pick or something for Dawson Knox. You don't do it. And, and I like Dawson Knox. I go after Dawson Knox. I go after Schultz. I go after Goddard. I go after these tight ends that could be top five guys. Go after Fryermuth, but not for the highest value you can think of to where they have to, they're already delivering at an elite level and, and locked into like a top three or four redraft type value if you're paying that that kind of cost. And they're, they're not there. Like you've got to buy them low or not buy them at all. So I said, no, 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 don't trade. Don't trade a first rounder, especially a top five pick for Dawson Knox. No. And then he comes back and says, but I need a tight end. You don't think I should do it? I just told you. I just said no, Bob. I just said no, Bob. And I get a response, but I need a tight end. Do you think I should do it? (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. Then I got another one about Dawson Knox too. It was like a 1.2 or 1.3. He was a little better about it, but still kind of like a little pushback. And then like re-asking the question. And I'm not trying to blast those individuals for, I don't know. I'm merely trying to, let you know that we all have bias involved. And that's why you need a text line. That's why you need a HeySmitty.com. You need somebody to bounce this stuff off because you're trying to will it to happen. You're trying to drive bias into it. And for whatever reason, you want to make the trade. And so even when I tell you, no way, don't trade a 1.3 or a 1.1 or a 1.2 for Dawson Knox, you literally come back to me and say, but I need a tight end. Should I do it? So you don't, or the worst is when I say, no, don't do it. And then they come back and say, so you don't think I should do it? I just told you, no, this is why I need the HeySmitty.com text line for every one of you, because you're that prone to making a bad trade and it happens to all of us. I do it too. Okay. There were times in my past too, probably my biggest weakness that I had 15 years ago. I started this business 20 years ago. I'm a dinosaur. Okay, 15 years ago, five years into my fantasy football professional analyst uh, job, I still had a problem where I, I was just addicted to trading. And probably my biggest weakness is I would believe in a guy. I would pump him up. This is like early on in my in my in my prediction, like like Arian Foster predictions and stuff like that. Uh, Jimmy Graham and Antonio Brown. Those were all big predictions for the for the channel, and I did them on CBS Sports and NBC Sports Radio back then. I pump them up. I believe in them. I get everybody to draft them, right? And and then I just I I just want to trade, and then I'd trade a couple of them away, and then I'd sit there and watch the whole year going. There's my bold prediction, not on my team. There's my bold. I had to learn. We all have weaknesses. I've turned it into a strength. I'm now the guy that insults people with my trade offers. But when you send out enough of them and you're winning every single trade offer you send out and one of them out of 20 comes back, you win. I literally set myself up to never lose trade offers ever. And yes, I get a lot of no's. Sometimes I offend people. Sometimes people say, I mean, sometimes people say, Smitty, this is a very insulting offer. And that's okay. And I don't care. And I have thick skin and it doesn't matter. All it takes is one owner to accept out of 20. I usually have 20 offers out 
if I can focus on that league. I played in so many leagues last year, I couldn't even worry about ad drops, let alone trade offers. But in a, in a league I really love and care about, I'll send out 20 offers. I know 19 of them, maybe all 20 will get rejected. When one of them goes through, I see 19, 18 uh, you know, pulls of that offer from the league management site because it, they no longer are valid. So 19 of them go off the board because they all involve the same player, the same combo. I'm saying, hey, give me, I'll give you Calvin Ridley and a, uh, you know, 2023 first rounder, which is going to be garbage because I love my team in this in this case, right? I'll give you Calvin Ridley and a 2023 first rounder for Jalen Waddell, you know, or for, uh, uh, for, for Justin Jefferson or whatever. And I'll get 19 no's. Probably 15, are you crazy? But if you start offering trades that you can't see as being advantageous for your team, you're not going to win trades. You've got And you're not going to win trades that are lopsided to your advantage if you're not offering in masses. You can't go offer one trade offer that's lopsided in your advantage and, and come back to me and say, Smitty, no one trades in my league. You're wrong. You just can't pull off trades. Maybe I'd love to play in your league, Smitty. If I was in your league, I'd crush you. Invite me in your league. I dare you. You're not going to be able to beat me, Smitty. I got two championships last year. <laughs> like, that's the best. Somebody comes to you and goes, I, I, think I, I think I would be an asset to playing against you in a league. I won two championships last year, Smitty. I won two of them. <laughs> I beat grandma and I beat grandpa. I beat Uncle Bob. I beat up my sister for one of her picks. I was the champion two years in a row, Smitty. Eight and a half team league. And because grandpa didn't really play, we 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 cut his team midseason. All the players went back in the player pool. You've you've got to send out a massive amount of trade offers if they all are weighing in your advantage. All it takes is one. And if you say to me, it's not going to happen. Nobody's making this trade in my in my league, Smitty. Nobody. Then why have you, why have I, why has everybody accepted a trade that we regret instantly after we do it? That's the whole point. If you send out 20 trade offers, it only takes one vulnerable moment from the person accepting the trade offer for you to get an accept. Because we've all accepted bad trade offers. It's a numbers game. When you send out two lopsided trade offers in your favor, you're going to get two rejections. You're going to think it doesn't work. You send out 20, you might get 20 rejections. You send out 20 more, boom, one of them lands, everyone's upset. How many times do you see a trade come through your league via email or text or alert and you say, what? Why did he do that? He did a horrible trade. If I would have known that he was available, if I knew CeeDee Lamb was going to be had for a late first rounder or whatever, I would have taken it. I don't. Why did you do that trade, Bob? How many times do you see that? So stop telling me that you can't make lopsided trades in your favor when they come across your desk all the time and you scratch your head and say, how did Bob do that trade? Why did Bob do that trade? I could have been me. That could have been me. It could have been you. You got to offer massive amounts of trade offers for it to work. Okay. Oh God, I already know Doug's going to disagree with me. I haven't even read this yet. No, Smitty, Calvin will be ready. You draft him higher. <laughs> take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. <laughs> What's up, Robert? Robert in the house. What's up, pal? 
guys looking for justification to do what they want to do. That's kind of what the 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 line is a lot. The heysmitty.com. It's it's a it's it's a shoulder to cry on. It's also um, I I am your your devil's advocate. I'm going to make sure you get a good amount of return for your trade. That is what heysmitty.com tech service is all about. So get it. Eckler and Kittle for Mahomes. Eckler and Kittle for Mahomes. What are we saying? What's up, Robert? Um, Eckler and Kittle for Mahomes. Why is this not? Take a lap. Take a lap. Not. I was Take a lap. Take a lap. I'm trying to get my comments to work. Hold on one second. What is going on here? Uh, where's that question? Eckler and Kittle for Mahomes. What are we saying? We take Eckler and Kittle for Mahomes. I mean, think about it, bro, Matt. Eckler is getting drafted. I mean, Eckler is getting drafted in the top five, top six. Mahomes is getting drafted in the third round, and you get laughed at when you take him in the third round. So, like, I don't understand, Matt. Matt, I don't understand. Maybe I should have hit the take a lap button. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. ADP has you crushing this deal. Like, you should take Eckler alone. Eckler alone for Mahomes. Like, think about it. Mahomes is a third rounder. Eckler's a top six pick, at least. And you're getting Kittle. So, Matt, you were absolutely blasting him. If you and people say you can't send out a lopsided trade offer, is this an offer coming to you, Matt, or are you actually going to offend somebody? Because there is a line where you don't want to cross it and burn all your trade bridges. I'm not saying lopsided, like, hey, give me, uh, give me Waddle for Gallup. I'll give you Gallup. You give me Waddle. Eventually, people will stop returning your calls, your text messages, and your, and, and your trade alerts. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna want to deal with you anymore. Lopsided meaning. It's in your favor. You know, it's in your favor. This right here, Matt, if you're being offered that, I mean, take a lap for asking, then take a victory lap. Pat yourself on the back for absolutely crushing it. Uh, Calvin Ridley, stay away. Stay away. Stay away. Uh, Barkley is the next piece of news. Uh, Saquon Barkley is not expected to be traded this offseason. Uh, this is what we talked about on a couple other live streams. Definitely don't go after Barkley in uh, the first or second round in your draft. They're much safer players. Uh, he's not likely to get traded. I said that a couple of weeks ago. Some people said that he would go to San Francisco or he could go to Kansas City or he could go to Buffalo or whatever. He's not. He's not getting traded. It would be smart to potentially field offers for him because he has this one final year left and they don't want to you know, lose him outright next year. But maybe a midseason trade. Like if the Giants are losing bad, they could trade a midseason. I don't see a uh, before week one trade because look, every coach thinks they can put together a winning season and make a make the playoffs. I don't think Dable or this coaching staff is going to look at this any different. They're going to say, "Hey, we can win now." They can't, but they think they can. There's no way they're trading Barkley for a third or fourth round pick, which was getting kicked around, which is such a low value. There's no advantage in trading Barkley. Right now, in Dable or that coaching staff or organization's mind, when you think you can win, they can't win. But they think they can win. They'll wait till midseason. They'll wait till before the trade deadline if they're going to trade them at all. But don't go after Barkley with your first or second round pick. It's just way too, way too early. 
Uh, Matt says, I got Mahomes. It's Dynasty. Eckler and Kittle for Mahomes. What are we saying? So is Kittle. What are we talking about, Matt? Is this offer on the table to you and you haven't hit accept yet? We're kind of confused, bro. Lamb, the like button. 46 in here and 35 likes. Please hit the thumbs up. According to Terry, we're not doing enough. Eckler is always hurt, though, Smitty, says Doug. Uh, it's it's still a third-round pick of Mahomes, though. Doug, Doug how are you going to disagree? Doug. I don't understand why Doug, everything I say, Doug is going to disagree with. Like, how are you going to disagree with me on Eckler and Kittle from Mahomes? How did I know that, Doug, you were going to have a problem with this trade offer? You're the only one in here. The only person here. I hope to God Matt's trading with you, Doug, so he can hit the accept button. But how are you against trading Eckler and Kittle for, trading Mahomes for Eckler and Kittle? Like, I just think you want to disagree with everything I say. Hey, Doug. The world is round. Your move. Your move, pal. Doug, the world is round. The sky can be blue sometimes, Doug. Your move. Let's see what you got, pal. Taylor, the first running back to go absolutely war. The only the only time you're going to see different is if like A-Rod lands in... Denver. I'm a, yeah, A-Rod lands in Denver, then Javante's going to be occasionally occasionally not Lamb still going to or uh 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 Jonathan Taylor still going to hold a lion's share of the 1.1 draft selections, but you'll have a guy like like uh Javante or Najee Harris. Let's say the Steelers got Watson. You'd have Najee Harris occasionally going at the 1.1, but Lamb's still going to hold a lion's share of the 1.1 picks no matter what happens. And if if Najee gets no elite quarterback and Javante gets no elite quarterback, you're still going to see JT stay stapled in almost 100%, 99% the 1.1 overall. He's clear, clear as day the number one overall running back. Um, CD goes up to what number wide receiver? We did that already, so re-watch the live stream, pal. Um, he's about 9, 10, 11, and 80p, but I think you don't bump him up, maybe to 9 or something like that, but you draft him there, and then you hope for 5 or 6 or 7 overall production. But just because I have him as a projection to be the number 6 wide receiver, let's say, or top 5, top 5 or 6, let's say that's where I have him. It's, it's about right there, 5 to 6. Does that mean you take him at five to six? No. How many people come to me and say, Smitty? Smitty, you better be right. I took Lamb as the fourth drafted wide receiver. I'm riding with you. This better be correct. I'm riding with you. I just delete that message. I don't want any ties to that. I, I, I literally delete the message. I don't even reply to the person. Like, I did not tell you that. <laughs> I did not tell you. I did not tell you to take Lamb as the fourth wide receiver. You're not actually listening to what I'm saying. And you're trying to tie me to that. You're trying to pull me into that boat. No, use ADP to your advantage. Lamb is a 9, 10, or 11 drafted wide receiver, but to answer this question, pull him to about 9. And I'm not blasting you, Trujo. Pull him to 9, you know, instead of 11 maybe. But you can get top 6 to 7, top 5 to 6 wide receiver value out of Lamb, potentially. And if you don't, guess what? You're going to get top 10 to 12. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Do you ever get tired of all of us Niner fans, Smitty? 
No, Noah, because this is the fantasy football show. And I mean, while I do get a lot of Niner questions from time to time, there you guys are a smaller group of people in this community than you think. Um, it's I talk about Trey a lot, and I think that that drives out a lot of the Niner comments. But um, this show was here before any Niner fans got here. Um, I do do a lot of Niner community shows and stuff like that, so it brings in a lot of Niner people too, which I love. I love my Niner people. But no, I don't get tired of Niner fans. Plus, I love I love Trey Lance. This is Trey Lance season, hopefully. Hopefully, Shanahan doesn't screw it up. Smitty, I traded Lamb for A.J. Brown and the 1.6. How did I do? I traded Lamb for A.J. Brown and the 1.6. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. That's not a bad move, bro. I don't mind that at all. Okay, going to the voicemails. Go into the voicemails. It's voicemail time, people. It's voicemail time. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. He'll punch you in the throat. Okay, I, I think uh, I'm trying to find out where we left off. I think this was an old message. I'm going to play it real quick. but. Hey, Schmitty. Great work on the Slim and Down. Yeah, that's that was last Tony's yesterday. Expert's been down on the Corbett class for 2022, but what's your thoughts on the 2022 Corbett class? Uh, question is, everybody's down on the quarterback class. What are my thoughts on it? I mean, it's definitely not a great quarterback class. Will we have one quarterback that could emerge? Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady was overlooked by everybody. Um, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. Um, you know, there there always are going to be quarterbacks that get overlooked. So. We can never say with certainty this quarterback class will not produce an elite quarterback because those quarterbacks were not elite quarterbacks to 32 teams and the entire fantasy football industry. You know, no one thought Brady was going to... Look at Brady's combine. He, If you saw Brady's combine, you would ask yourself, you probably said out loud if you did watch it live like me because I'm old. But I saw Tom Brady running and I said to myself... This guy, I remember saying to myself, this guy's not athletic. You know, he doesn't look athletic. Like, never crossed my mind he could become the GOAT, the best quarterback of all time. So could there be a quarterback that's not even in the top four of this class that gets drafted late that becomes an elite quarterback? Sure. But identifiable as of right now, early on in the process, I, I don't see. I mean, Willis is a good quarterback. If he goes to Pittsburgh, maybe that is a good spot. Like, Willis and Pittsburgh could be really good, especially if they started him right away. I'm not in this waiting to start people. Um, Sammy says, are you Smitty88? No, on Underdog, I'm the fantasy football show, buddy. You, I think you've asked me that before. I think you've asked me that before. That ain't me. Yo, Smitty, there are a lot of reports coming out now that the Cowboys are very likely to release Amari Cooper before the start of the new year. Where we drafted Amari Cooper, where do you think he we definitely got to that earlier in the show. Jim, I appreciate the question. You're the man. Hey, Smitty, what do you think about trading the 101 for Lance? A lot of people are going to have rookie fever with the combine on. Uh, I'm going to wait to see how these running backs run, but I think I'm going to try to shop it. 101 for Lance? Hey, Smitty, what do you think about trading the 101 for Lance? A lot of people. Uh, I need a lot more detail, Kenny, on that. Is it a super flex? Um, 
I don't trade the 1.1 for for a quarterback unless it's a super flex. If it is a super flex, then I suppose it's actually not a bad move. I really think Lance could be that good. I think Lance probably won't get taken like in the first round of most super flexes. He could, uh, but I think he'll warrant that in the end. I think in hindsight, he will be worth a first rounder, but you don't want to pay that. You want to pay, uh, but, but that's like first rounder in a startup. So 1.1... You could equate the 1.1 in a rookie draft as being less valuable than a first rounder in a dynasty startup. So if I would, if I would, if I if I can envision Lance being not, don't take him in the first round in a dynasty startup, super flex. But if I can envision him being worth that, then that's a pretty darn good you know return in the end of the end of, end of the day. But I mean, Brees Hall, I like a lot. Kenneth Walker, I like a lot. So one QB league, then no way, Kenny. Absolutely no way. You can't do that. That's getting that's what the text line's for. That that is that right there. And there's nothing wrong with your thinking, Kenny. You're getting excited, you're getting ramped up, but that's what that's what my job is to reel you back a little bit when you get a little excited about some of the guys we're talking up here, because you gotta pump the brakes. You gotta make sure you're not taking guys out of turn. Taking Trey Lance. At the 1.1 rookie pick, if he got released and was in the player pool, Trey Lance getting taken at the 1.1 over Brees Hall, over Kenneth Walker, that would be, I think, way too, way too early in a 1QB league. In a 2QB league, maybe, but not in a 1QB league. No chance. No chance at all. Um, good question, though, and I think a lot of people probably share that 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 uh, that, that curiosity. Ryan with the Super Chat, Hill or 1.2 Superflex? This is, I think, a tough one. Let's see. What else do you need with the pick? Tyreek Hill for the 1.2 in Superflex. It's a 1.2 rookie pick. Um, I don't like the quarterbacks in the rookie class. I'm not using it on a quarterback. So you got to ask yourself, Tyreek Hill or Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker? I mean, if it's PPR, I'd probably rather have Tyreek Hill. So I don't know what you say what else. I don't know what's on the table to be had. But I'd say right now, I'd rather have Tyreek Hill. I, I like Brees Hall. I like Kenneth Walker. It depends on if you needed running backs, I suppose. If you did it, I wouldn't tell you to take a lap. But I would say it's definitely not um, something that I, that I would actually love to see happen for you. Uh, let me see if I can get to any other voice messages you may have left me on Instagram that I can find in time. We're running out of time here. Two messages. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you, pal. Um... Favorite spot to draft and redraft this year, 1.1. Always the 1.1. I don't think I'll ever say anything different than the 1.1. Because, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to this. On on rare occasion, uh, on rare occasion are you confused at the 1.1, right? The 1.1, there's usually one player that could be considered to be the the guy that if you get you have a huge advantage so jt there's no question about it this year in other years maybe three players are kind of competing for that 1.1 but as you go down and you've got the the 2.12 and the 3.1 i mean 
when you think about it, this player right here at 3.1 is arguably as good as players at like 1.5. You could argue or there, there's there's potential for them to be, you know, or, or at least 1.8. So every pick that goes down from 3.1, it gets lesser and lesser close to this. And you just keep going down. This pick right here is why the 1.1 is the most valuable pick. This pick at 3.2 is why the 1.2 is the second most valuable draft slot. The 1.3, this 3.3 is the reason that this pick is the most valuable pick after the 1.2 and 1.1. It's really simple. There's the, the third round, the top of the third round is just so... It depletes very fast. It's always a very good pick. The 3.1 always has a load of talent. And you're never gonna you're never gonna see the 3.1 not be uh, uh, uh just almost top of the second round capable. So easiest question I've been asked probably in the history of my fantasy football 20 years of, of being a professional analyst is what is my favorite draft pick? It's the answer is always going to be the one point one for that very reason. Um, what's up, media? Thank you, Nick. I'm worried about Kenny Walker's landing spot. Uh, I mean, we don't really know where he's going, so I wouldn't be worried about it. But I think he's probably landing. He's probably going to be a late first rounder or early second rounder. Depends on how the running backs. I think I think how they feel to teams, NFL teams, but. I think one running back could go in round one, potentially two, but at least two by the top, I don't know, 37. And I think a team that needs a running back badly will invest in Kenneth Walker or, or Brees Hall. I don't think a team's going to draft either one that high in the first or second round and not need them. So I don't think they'll be, I think they'll be in a, a good position. You know, like could Buffalo draft Brees Hall? Could, could, that would be a, fantastic move if Seattle doesn't retain Penny will they take one of the running backs that would be a great situation so I'm not worried about it yet anything can happen landing spots can certainly ruin value I appreciate everyone here please absolutely annihilate that like button leave a comment and absolutely absolutely this this does not surprise me this does not surprise me I think that's Noah. I think that's Noah. It's gotta be. Look, I think it's Noah. Cause it has this is I think this has to be Noah. Noah, where have you even been lately? And this has gotta be Noah too. This has to be Noah. Or it's his brother. It has to be. I think it is. Uh subscribe if you're new. Hit the thumbs up on your way out the door. And uh, I'll probably mock draft tonight, so make sure your notifications are on. Can't guarantee it, but I think maybe around 12 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern, I might jump on for a couple mock drafts. So make sure you're ready to go, and, and I will see you all later. Hit the thumbs up button. Later, everyone.